right, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Court with UC Elite. I'm Coach Stacy here today with Coach Matt and Coach Conan. Welcome, guys. How's hey. everybody doing? Hello, how's it going? Happy we're to back. be back. Yeah, <laughs> and today we're actually starting a new series called Coaches Talk, where we're just going to talk about different topics and kind of just go with the flow. Yeah, it's uh, not going to be a specific um, topic this time like some of our other episodes. It's going to be just whatever comes to mind, uh, current events, current um, updates with some of our teams and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I think, well, our teams just finished Far Westerns this past weekend, the fif- 15 unders. Um, you know, a lot of our teams did really well finishing, you know, in the top of the, the rankings. And this coming weekend, our older teams, or we only have our 17s and Actually, our 15, 16s and up, 16s and up. Mm-hmm. are playing this weekend, second weekend of Far Western, so we'll see how they're going to do. We play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for our 17s because we did really well at the Utah qualifier, finishing um, third, I think. Yeah. Third or fourth, one of those. Um, and we de- we only lost to the team that, that um, won the whole thing, and we beat them yeah. earlier in the pool play, so... You know, I think being that close, I'm hoping our 17s will be more motivated, you know, and do their best. I know each qualifier is different, though, you know. Like, we can't assume just because you've been in gold or you almost won one qualifier that it's the same somewhere else because it's a different state, mm-hmm. different teams sign up. Also, I, I do believe, like, to win the whole tournament, there is a little bit of, like, luck, you know, match up with on the bracket, um, the time you play, a.m. or p.m., if there is a crossover, if not, because some 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 don't have a crossover. Yeah, some some you know? qualifiers don't even do that. And some some do, and then you know I think most of us could say we hate crossovers, especially those tournaments that you know make it the same day. Mm-hmm. You know that you already played three matches and they make you play that extra match. You know yeah, we've all been there. I'm, yeah, my team literally just went through it this last Far Westerns, having to do uh, in the American Division playing AM Wave on the second day and then having to do the crossover later in the evening. One of the hardest things to ask athletes in general, but definitely young athletes to do to have that big of a break. I think we were done around like three thirty p.m. and then had to play again at six but everything was delayed because you know how volleyball goes yeah. you know especially games go to three it, yeah the courts are taken up but so we actually didn't start playing our crossover game that was scheduled at six until around seven forty-five. wow right so we had been just waiting around it's been such a long day but you see how a day like that turns into we started 8 a.m turning into a 12-hour day Damn. for a 13-year-old athlete is you know hard to ask because I even know in my athletic prime, I wouldn't even want to do that. Yeah, it's tough when you already, like, cool down. You're probably already sore, and then you have to, like, warm up again mm-hmm. or, like, stay loose. Yeah. It's like, do I take my clothes, you know, my jersey mm-hmm. off and stuff? Like, do I have time to do this? Yeah. Like, should I nap? Because, mm-hmm. but then I might be off, you know? Yeah. That does matter, I think. Yeah, and there's no excuses of being tired or things like that because the team that beat us had to go through yeah, the same thing. Exactly. They had the same schedule as us. It was just they had one more game played than us because they had to win two to mm. you know win the crossover and get the opportunity to play in gold so congrats to that team you know i think it was arit or like i forget where they're from but mm. the, they were a very scrappy team and they just kind of 
outworked us, you know, for that game. So they, they earned it. They beat us. Uh, we went on and played in silver and won the whole thing pretty easily. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this past Far Westerns weekend, we went, we played, we only lost one game. And we lost two sets the whole time. So extremely wow. proud of the girls, you know. Hard to do. And like what Matt was just saying, it takes a little bit of luck, mm -hmm. you know, who you who you matched up with. And it's hard to replicate that tournament to tournament. Like, I think some people have this misunderstanding that, oh, you did it here once, you'll just do it again, right? And I hate that kind of mentality because it's different every time. Volleyball, every play is so different from the last. Right? That's why you have to, I, like I tell my team, especially if you make the finals, if you're lucky enough to make the finals, or if you're lucky enough to be in like a perfect bracket or a good situation, it's like, you know, seize like the mm -hmm. day thing, you know what I mean? Like you gotta really seize the moment, take advantage of the opportunity. Cause you don't know the next tournament you might do well too, mm -hmm. but you end up having to play the best yeah. team earlier instead of maybe in the championship game yes. when you will already get a bid or you get at least second, you know? Mm -hmm. So that does matter. Cause I know, um, like our 15s, Oliver's team, they, they went to the finals in um, P&Q, mm -hmm. you know, and I was telling some of the players, I remember I was like, man, it's hard to like win the whole thing. Like yeah. getting a bid and then winning the whole tournament is two different things, in my, you know, in mm -hmm. my opinion, because obviously you could get a trickle down bid. You could finish third, fourth, fifth, you yeah. still get a bid. Yeah. But to win the whole thing and be the last one standing is always tough. So. You know, it's hard though, cause you know, imagine going. You have to get through a whole tournament without getting any injuries. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. playing well, like no one getting sick, no one eating something weird. Like I've always heard the stories of like, oh no, the starting setter ate seafood or something, and yeah. you know, it's throwing yeah. up, or like someone rolled their ankle early, or someone got sick. So I think to make it all the way to the end, that that third day in the gold, you really need a little bit of luck, cause. Yeah. you need to be healthy you know like to win yeah, the whole and thing. sometimes there's no controlling that like mm -hmm. i mean definitely you think about some of the food that they provide on site it's not the healthiest food for athletes to be eating and yeah. you know especially like to be playing a sport like volleyball where you're like running around diving jumping and all that like all the fried food they provide usually i'm not a fan of it but you know at the end of the day what else can you do you know they need fast food that they can just whip up and give give to the people there so can't can't blame them too much but i am not a fan of like the food that they expect these athletes to eat because i know i mean i know when i was an athlete i was also eating very terribly but like having an option like a salad option or something like you don't see that <laughs> at these tournaments mm -hmm. usually like there's no yeah. place you can just go grab a salad or you know like Some maybe protein. a healthy a healthy wrap or something like nothing nothing like that anywhere and so does it come into play? I think it does. I think the nutrition and what you put in your body as an athlete is super important. And I just don't see that part being so important at these qualifiers and tournaments where they're like, hey, yeah, compete at the highest level, but also eat these like chicken yeah, strips. Get a bunch of yeah. Oh, fries. grab some pizza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, uh, got me thinking like you know some things that i uh, have like a pet peeve or like things that always bothered me over the years with club or like tournaments is you know how we coaches have to chaperone the teams when they ref mm -hmm. i'm thinking like when does a coach get to chill oh, you, you or rest break you don't get you know a break because a they, they say they make you ref and ncba is obviously the worst in the sense like they don't even have refs sometimes and i heard 
from Linda that they didn't have refs yeah. some, this, yeah, past this weekend. last weekend. That's crazy, man. And I think USAV, it actually says that a national qualifier, they need USA uh, officials yeah. in, the, in the games. So it's weird how that they're even able to do and that. Then, but yeah, and then it just completely switches, and it's actually like a coach that you just played or a coach that uh, you know yeah. is refing your game now, and your some teams have a bid on the line, for example. Like that's why to not have experienced refs there, it's tough. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And now that let's say that you have to ref, and then you play. Let's say play ref play off mm-hmm. whatever. It's like you only get one. When break is it? Yeah, like that's what I feel like. I used to think like. I went to this one qualifier before. Like PNQ actually years ago used to have two refs. Wow. All so the you, time. Even so the first even day. You have to have to down ref? Yeah, no, you just have wow. to have the girls ref, you know? Like, I was like, man, that's like amazing. I think it was a couple of years ago they had two refs. I was like, wow, I'm coming. That's why I, I used to like PNQ because yeah. they had provide refs, you know? Because, yeah, imagine, it, let's say you're also a coach that's by yourself. Mm-hmm. So you don't have an assistant. Damn. Yeah. Like, you get a ref. And you got to coach them and think about the mental, you know. It's exhausting. Yeah, and yeah. then you got to coach them more and then maybe ref again. Like Yeah, but even just this weekend, I saw a team that had only one coach. And then in the down ref is now a 13-year-old player in our division who has to, like, down ref. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not saying, like, they're not capable. I mean, I teach my girls how to down ref. But, yeah. like, it's tough when there's, like, if a game really matters to a team and then to have someone who, you know, a 13 year old girl who, you None know, of often doesn't flip the score on time, but yeah. it has to now down ref and like make actually calls. be a part of the game and make calls. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they fix that one day yeah. or I I try mean, to, it's the ref it. shortage. So definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you hear this on the podcast, just ref, we need refs. <laughs> well, refs. people got to pay more to the refs. <laughs> yes, they want to uh, get more refs than, I feel like uh, I'm assuming people don't want to ref because either the pay's not good enough or mm-hmm. I don't know maybe they don't cover something. Yeah, I talked with Run could. Ref. She told me she was she's from Detroit, and I was like, you came all the way over here to. They ref? flew her in. Yeah, but yeah, paid for her flight, paid for her hotel, but and then you know I forget the pay. I always forget how much they pay these refs per game, but she was on the court all day, like AM wave, PM wave. I saw her take I think like one break. And I was like, that's ridiculous because, you know, I was there all day too, but I only coached AM Wave. And then I was just hanging around watching other UC Elite teams, also doing uh, some light recruiting, Mm -hmm. seeing the kind of young talent that's around. But I just remember walking past that court and it's always her on that same court. And I was like, that's sounds like a very tough grind yeah that's why the refs be grumpy and stuff yes by PM <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? they're already mad like they, why they got a they not, you know got a problem yeah just and it's probably because they're upset because they're working too much i guess but i yeah. mean they asked for it i guess but that's that's the schedule that these refs have been on lately that i've been noticing like n- usually you have the refs switching here and out like going to different courts it's just they're like hey this is your court be there all day wow mm-hmm. and I, I would hate to have to do that. Stand in one spot, ref all these games. It's It's got to be tough on their mental. So, yeah, coaches, take it easy on these refs. You know, I actually had a really great experience with a ref who was, you know, one of the most fun refs I've had. And, you know, I've been coaching for a long time now. And he was just kept things light, kept things moving quick. When there were disputes, he was mm-hmm. on it. 
when there was nothing, the game was just flowing, you know, and he did a really good job of managing his court, you know, though it was running behind, but it was really, really fun, you know, a good environment created by a ref who was having a good time with his job, I would say. Yeah, I thought it was more fun having a chill ref because, I mean, yeah, no one's trying to make problems, you know, but. Do you guys ever notice, like, depending what age group you're coaching, the demeanor of the ref changes? Yes. I don't know how I feel about it all the time, but I, at least with the younger kids, when they're more patient, like, in helping, like, teach the game or explain, like, I'm all for it, mm -hmm. right? But as soon as they kind of be, like, a jerk about things, especially with kids that are still learning, mm -hmm. I get really upset with them. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, such a high level of patience you have to have as a coach, as a ref, with young athletes just because they're learning the game and they might forget some things, mm -hmm. you know? Or, like, a big thing that comes to mind is I love when refs are nice to young players on rotations, you know, instead of calling them, docking them a point, calling them out of rotation, and then explaining it to them before blowing the whistle for the serve, telling a girl, hey, you're in the wrong spot. Like, you need to be on this side mm -hmm. of this person. And it helps because, you know, also coaches are kind of all over the place. They miss a lot of some of those small things, but to have a ref that's there to, like, support the, learn the learning of the game, it's so, so important, and it helps with the development of players, you know. Yeah, you know, it changed the change subject. I wanted to bring up because uh, the other day I was listening. Uh, I was on my phone, but I had that uh, Devin Booker um, interview came up when he, he talked about. I think it was probably post game, but he talked about how um, when he was growing up and uh, in high school, I think how he how he like sacrificed a lot. Um, gave up. I think he probably mentioned like giving up. You know, hanging out with friends or partying or doing this or that. Even like in Kentucky, I think when he was in college. He talked about the sacrifices that he did all to achieve his dream, you know, to get to the NBA. And um, I think he used to, I, forget, I don't know where he lived, but he said he had to travel pretty far on the weekends to Alabama to play with his AAU team. So I, it sounded like he only played with his AAU team on the weekend. But then he said during the week he was, like, training before school, after school. And then would link up with his AU team on the weekend, but he would have to try far and stay overnight, I think, to just to play ball with his uh, with that AU team because it was probably obviously good for his recruiting or whatever. But I was like, wow, like I mean, you know, if you guys were watching the games yesterday, like he had like a forty-seven yeah, point. Yeah, it uh, shows game. all the hard work that he's put and all the sacrifices he's made for to achieve his dream. It's paying off. Like you're seeing the results now, and, that's and he's young. Yeah, yeah, and that's things that all athletes need to do, you know. You've, I think back to my my playing career and things like that, like the things you have to sacrifice is immense. Like, like what he's talking about, hanging out with your friends and things like that. I hung out with my friends, but it was to go play volleyball, right? Mm -hmm. And in order to like stay on that grind, and it's something that you just have to be willing to do, right? Because all of us all the time want to hang out with our friends, right? That's yeah. why you know, that social aspect of it, but you have to give up some of that time to get better because otherwise you're not going to, like, improve and you're not going to get to play at the next level if that's your dream, you know? And so, I mean, I talked about it in the first episode I was on. It's like my dream became a dream uh, sophomore in high school, and that's when decisions had to be made. I stopped going to my friend's house just to hang out. It was 
just going to friends' house to do like school projects and things like that. And that's when I would have to hang out with them or I'd hang out with friends like, hey, I'm going to go to this open gym. Let's hang out there and play volleyball, you know, and that's just something that you have to do. And I know like definitely in terms of like basketball, like when I was playing, when we would get to the playoff times, it was like extra practices. We would have 6 a.m. practices before our school, you know, like a zero period. Mm -hmm. Right. And we would have to come in there get a really good sweat in you know running and then going over plays and stuff so and then our practice later on in the evening would be focused on like game planning but the morning was about getting our fundamentals crisp our mechanics keeping uh with shoot around and things like that and that always came around when we were making playoffs you know so it's just that switch if you want to get better yes you got to sacrifice your morning sometimes you got to sacrifice this you got to give up time with your friends so just the reality of being a great athlete you know i've heard a quote i probably mentioned this to you before states but i might might be quoting this wrong but <laughs> basically the message is like um the quote is and i think it applies to sports and probably anything in life but basically um you can have everything you want just not at the same time mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys ever heard that before and like, i remember when i first heard it i thought about it i was like they're probably referring to like for example and like what what i think of that is or examples i could think of is how we talked about sacrifice like i think you can't be the best or get to you know to nba or you know Mm -hmm. college or get recruited um d1 or something without giving something up i don't think there's someone that said oh yeah i was able to put in like my full effort into the gym and i still had time to hang out with my friends all the time and and yeah. family and and boyfriend girlfriend or something you know mm-hmm. i don't think that exists you know and same thing in i was thinking in business like there's so many successful business people um ceos or um you know let's say like elon or like mm-hmm. uh, jeff bezos or whatever like i don't like that you know say you want family a good family life well i don't know if you could start that multi you know that multi-million dollar company Mm -hmm. um versus like they made that company but then they had a sacrifice yeah marriage or like their family or maybe they didn't have a family because they you know so it's like can you have it all can you it kind of made me think about it i was like yeah i don't think you can have it all at the same time but but you can have more family time let's say that's what you want family Mm -hmm. time but you're not gonna be with your business you're not gonna Mm -hmm. be able to be fully in your business because you want family time can't have both you know Mm -hmm. you know that sacrifice story reminded me when i think the rams won the super bowl and cooper cup he's one of the wide receivers for Mm -hmm. them and when he was in in college he was trying to like make more money so that you know just to have extra money and his girlfriend at the time was seeing him be like super tired from football workouts just the grind of Mm -hmm. you know their player meetings or positional meetings plus their practices and stuff and she ended up like sacrificing and wanting to like provide for them basically so she ended up working while he focused on football and in return like he became like a Super Bowl champion and when I heard about that story I'm like dang that's like definition of ride or die like boyfriend girlfriend right Mm -hmm. and to see his success and I think he even got like a super big contract after that Super Bowl win and you know, to see how happy he is with his family now. Like, they have, like, kids, I think. And I was just like, wow, like, 
if people really want to push themselves to get to the next level, like, yeah, the sacrifice is it, you're going to have to, like, give up something. Anything, not just yeah. sports. You know, I, I was probably talking to one of our other coaches or one of our players, but I think I might have mentioned this quote to them. And, yeah, like, if you think about it, you know, say let's say with business or you want to make money or something, like, can you party? Like, say you're in college. Can you party every day and do the co- whole college life? <laughs> I don't know, sorority, frat life. <sighs> but then, but, you know, and still grind and make X amount of money or, or work or your grades. Like, I don't think you could have it all. I, don't, I mean, there's probably maybe some exceptions, but yeah. name someone who, part you know, did all the partying, straight A's, and then was got their career started. Like, yeah. it's probably either or, yeah. like. Yeah, a lot of people no gave way. up the partying, gave up the frat stuff, yeah. or, you know. And especially, like, with student athletes and things like that these yeah. days, there's so much time that goes into just those two things. There, I feel like you're swapping in and out that last thing that you can really do, you know. Like, is it having a part-time job, or is it putting even more work into being an athlete, or maybe putting even more work to being a student, right? Or spending more time with family and friends, you know. It's like, how do you you know juggle all those things is the really hard thing to do that's why we mentioned this before there is sacrifice from yeah not just the athlete but from the family because Mm -hmm. you're gonna give up family time you're gonna give up some vacations you're gonna give up you know we've all missed birthday birthdays or parties or something because we had a tournament or we were playing or we had practice or something you know and i'm not saying like you can't have a life or nothing it's just you got to have good balance but you have to understand there's yeah i don't think you can get to that highest level like if you really if that's really your dream if you're not going to sacrifice yeah. something else and it's fun. i was just talking to a parent this past weekend and how i mean she has three kids and how she's like it would be great to have my weekends back but the kids love this so much like yeah. she hasn't had a weekend she was saying in like 20 years that's like for her it's always like oh where are we traveling for this tournament where are we going this time and like for 20 years you know that a parent has sacrificed for their kids to play volleyball and play club it's like you get big. she can have the weekends back but she's yes. not gonna have the volleyball yeah. exactly can't have it all at the same time exactly you know, i think um max was on her mom came and watched one of our logan games and then you know max is in college now her both daughters played basketball mm-hmm. volleyball for max and they talk about like yeah it's it's so weird having this free time now and then they'll try and catch games when they can but i think it's funny because like parents will look back and they're like wow like all that sacrifice we made like, and like some of them they do miss it mm-hmm. you know but i think it's because of the atmosphere the the team camaraderie with everyone so i think that's just a testament of like you know hopefully kids don't take those things for granted you know yeah, yeah. please thank your parents hey, tell them yeah. you love them parents mm-hmm. are supporting today you know, one thing I'm I I'm going you know I mentioned this you states recently because I you know like the last four years probably because I you know when I had kids is and this quote you know in terms of this quote it's like I want to hang out I want to be with my kids but then I still want to do this 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 as a twenty seven year old you know mm-hmm. or now I'm thirty but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I want to do this or travel or do this but then I also don't want to leave my kids or you know what I mean. So I can't have it all right now. You know what I mean? I mean, eventually I can travel. I could do this. But I'm probably not going to be with my kids. Or maybe they'll be old enough to, you know. But that got me thinking because remember, Stace, before before I came back to, um, before 
that gap at Logan. Yeah. Before last year, I mean, I remember I told myself like, okay, if I'm gonna coach high school again, like it's different because I have kids now versus when a couple years ago pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and like, can I have a championship level team, but not put in the same hours I did back then? Can I be with my family? and still have a championship team Mm -hmm. like can i have it all like that's why i knew that like if i'm gonna go back i have to do it the right way well obviously right now i'm trying to balance you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but uh i'm trying to find ways to balance because i don't think i could have both right now at the same time i would have to find a way to something's gonna sacrifice obviously when i had a tournament i'm not with my family obviously so it's it's you know i can't have both um but finding a good balance you know but it's sacrifice like yeah I gave up, I, I still remember this, and it's not a regret, but like, I'm like, damn, sometimes. I, I, I skipped out on a trip to Japan with oh. uh, with uh, my wife uh, and her grandma. Um, this is like, doing Logan back yeah. then. But we were good though, I think we yeah. ended up winning a championship. But yeah. I remember like, we were supposed to go to, I think they were going to Japan for like two weeks in I want to say October. Yeah, probably to see the cherry blossoms. Right? November, something yeah. like that. And I was like, "Damn!" Like, obviously, I would have went. Like, yeah. I was, bu- I was gonna, you know, gonna go. I was like, "Damn!" That's like during Logan season. That's the playoffs and stuff. And I think that year we ended up winning anyway. So uh, I guess, I guess it was more worth it. Yeah. But even today, because I've always wanted to go to Japan, mm-hmm. and like what five years later, I still haven't gone to Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. And now I have kids. Like, I don't know if I could just go to Japan, you know. But I'm jealous of like. Cause my wife went and like my cousin has been. I've known, you know, I've seen people go to Japan. I'm like, damn, I want to go, but like, I gave that up so I wouldn't miss that Logan. You know, those two weeks. Man, reflecting yeah. now, I wonder if you know, like, could I have? See, would we have won still? And then yeah. could I still have had my trip and You'll we won? Know. Like, You'll never you know. know. Probably not though. You but know. Yeah, I mean? in terms of like your story on like returning to Logan and stuff, it's gonna be like, yeah, it's different because you got a whole different family life, but like. What are you going to do? Like, you got to bring in more help, you know, things like that. Probably have more support from, you know, more coaches mm-hmm. being around. Because I think when you were doing that, it was, like, you, Stacy, and, like, Andrew. Yeah, right? just small, oh, yeah. Yeah, small yeah, it was group. just the three and of Randall, you. And Randall, I think, had. Randall was in JV, yeah. yeah. He mm-hmm. helped out on varsity, too. Oh, so small. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big thing, too. I know, like, you know, uh, like Coney just said, like, finding help. And maybe that could, pro- like, extend mm-hmm. coaching careers because you find people to help you and i'm sure like some of the the best coaches they find great assistants and mm-hmm. they find even interim coaches you know what yeah. i mean like uh yeah. that step in like uh, i remember like steve kerr got like oh. sick and stuff or hurt yeah and like mike Ooh. brown was there but he's the obviously mm-hmm. he's the king's, yeah, the coach, king's now, coach now but he had great help. He was able to step mm-hmm. away, and, and they still Walton. won. Yeah, yeah Luke Walton, Walton yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. They were able to to win still. Ball, and also yeah. obviously the team had good leaders. Obviously, it's the Warriors. So yeah, you know, and but. and coaching staffs are as much of a team as like the club teams that we make with the players, right? The club, the coaching staff that you have, they have to work together. They have to communicate. It's all those things. And us coming from like playing backgrounds, you know, it makes it pretty seamless to like work with other coaches. You know, like I love talking with my assistants and things like that and talking with all the coaches in this club because it's just bouncing ideas off of each other and it just flows super easily so i think 
us as a club are really good at that teamwork aspect as coaches. You know, yeah, we man. work together so well as a team here. The good thing is all the coaches here are like actually cool with each other. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, we don't have any drama here with any of our coaches or with each other, which just makes it so much easier to yeah, work our, here. Our conference room is always full, you know, after our practices and we just talk. Just talk laugh, laughing and stuff. Yeah, and having a good time. You know, which is always good. You know, th- another thing I was thinking about is in terms of now with our players today and with this quote about not having, mm-hmm. you know, sacrificing and not, not, you're not able to have everything all at once. It's because I think I've seen players talk to me and like they say they want to play in college, right? Or they want to be a starter. They want to be MVP. They want to mm-hmm. be the best or whatever. But their actions don't say that, you know? Yeah. Because they don't want to miss did birthday dinners yeah. they don't want to miss the family trips to disneyland or something mm-hmm. they don't want they want to hang out with their boyfriend mm-hmm. they want to hang o- out with their friends they're okay with skipping yeah practices they want to go to homecoming yeah. they yeah. want to go to thing and it's like you know i think the sooner they realize that you know that well they, they have to make a decision if this is what you really want because if if it's not what you really want then yeah don't give it up yeah the mm-hmm. stuff but don't say you want something and then you're not ready to do what it takes to achieve what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, a, I mean, Matt brings up a good point. Like players, like tell your coaches what you want out of. What's like, your goal? What's yeah. your goal? Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, usually I do a team exercise, like write down your goals for the season, your team goals, your personal goal. And that's just like a very like starting point. Like you should never just have one goal the whole season. To me, you should be making goals like every week. Like, yeah. hey, I want to accomplish this. And that's something when I first started playing club at N-Line, that's something that Coach Dan had us do. We would write on an index card at the end of every week and tell him like, hey, I think I got better at this. Next week, I want to get better at this. And you'd hand it in. And then maybe that's just kind of how he designed his practice plans and things like that based on all the things that we were saying. Like, I th- think back, I think like, my friend, the setter on that team was like, oh, I want to get good at jump floating. And then the next week we were all working on how to do jump floats, you know, and it's just like things like that, where if a player is giving a coach where, where they want to go, what they want to do, it's so easy to coach them, right? Yeah. I love it when players will ask me questions like, how do I do X, Y, Z, you know? And then I can be, you do X, Y, Z by doing this, this, we'll work on this at practice, but right now you can just try doing this mechanic. You know, like if it's like serving, you know, I can really help a player serve. But at the end of the day, you need reps. So it's like bring the attention of the skill you want to get better at to a coach. And it's just going to make you get better faster because it's going to be easier to work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, our most our championship teams, mm-hmm. our most successful teams, right? You know, though, all those teams, those players gave up something to become a winner you know what i mean that's what they don't realize like i feel like bystanders the crowd right other people looking in they see oh wow like this team's really good you have x y and z great players mm-hmm. blah 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 but then oh they, they won right the champions whatever but they don't realize like what they gave up you know and if you ask girls today hey do you want to win do you want to be you know league champs do you want to be ncs champs yeah. or whatever yeah they'll say yeah right yeah, of course but like you know, are you willing to give up this yeah. and this to become a champion? Because everyone on the team has to give it up. Everyone has the team has yeah. to want it. I think our, our best teams, they all were willing to sacrifice. They were all willing to put in the work. 
and give up the dances, yeah. you know, um, the events, the schools, you know what I mean? Yeah. The family dinners or a couple trips because of that, you know, like I would say our championships, championship teams back then in the summer, none of them went on vacation. Yeah. None of them. Practicing. And their families knew and their families made that sacrifice, you know, mm -hmm. thanks to them, obviously the parents for supporting and like believing in the vision and all that in our, in our program at Logan, they gave up the family trips too. Cause obviously they're not going yeah. on any trips. I mean, there might have been one where like the family did go on a trip and the, mm -hmm. the daughter stayed behind because <laughs> wow. she's not there. She wasn't going to miss that's summer yeah. training. She was not going to miss right. the practices because she was preparing for that next season yeah. for Logan because obviously we were a, a title contender, you know? And yeah, it's a sacrifice. And yeah, because you can't have it all right now. Like, yeah. You can go on vacation with your parents, but you're mm -hmm. not going to be here yeah, for the you're reps. not practicing. Yeah, you're but not sometimes I do ask my girls, I'm like, how much volleyball did you play on your trip? And, yeah. you know, sometimes they'll, they'll like, oh, we played a little. Like, I think I had a uh, family go to Hawaii earlier this uh -huh. year on my 13s. And I was like, well, did you get to the beach and play a little bit? And she was like, yeah, but it was so hot and it wasn't fun. I like doing volleyball when it's like <laughs> indoors. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, but that's a good thing. Like I try to always tell players like you have to get better away from practices, you know, and that I mean, off season that you were just talking about, that's like a really big thing in sports because off season to me is like your time to individually get better. It's the only time. It's the to only get chance you have individually because better. you can work trying to learn a new skill. I tried explaining to my 13s team now because, you know, I have high hopes for this team. So I'm training them to be thinking about the next level always. And it's like when summer comes around, you want to try to learn a new skill because I talk about the five skills in volleyball, you know, serving, passing, hitting, blocking, and Setting. and setting right those five skills you want to be able to do all five of them no matter what position you play in volleyball because if you do all five of them you're going to have great ball control you're going to have great awareness and iq and so i'm talking with my players like think about personally what skills are you good at right now and if there's only two of them you need to try to add a third one if not all five mm -hmm. right and i know there's some limitations on like height and things like that like oh why am i going to learn how to block well still try it because when you know how it's getting done it helps you play defense right if you know what the blockers are doing and trying to do it helps you it puts you in their shoes and now you can see what they're trying to do and what you need to do right so that's why i think it's so so important but off season is the only time that you really have a chance to learn a new skill because usually during the season it's hard you know, I try switching players in the middle of the season and usually it's a big drop off because, you know, they haven't been working on it all season. Right. Versus if, if you spend a whole off season at working at a new skill, you can actually develop some some improvement there. Yeah, I think sometimes athletes don't understand that aspect of having to put in the work to develop more skills. Right. Mm. And, you know, I remember one of my girls from basketball, um, Kim Musselet. So it was crazy because I had her for freshman year on JV and she could have played varsity um, her freshman year, but I think her biggest thing was she wanted that playing time to transition for high school. And she was a part of my JV team that went like overall 52 and one. And so sophomore year she got pulled up, but before that she would be like, Stace, I need to get into the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, can you get me in the gym? And then, like, I was going to do whatever I could to get her in because 
she wanted to put in the work yeah. you know she was trying to work on her shot be be a better three-point shooter and stuff like that she wanted to work on her handles and that happened throughout her whole high school career like just because she made it to to varsity she didn't settle like she kept on wanting more and i remember there was like one weekend like we had like an off practice or whatever and she still wanted to get in and i was like you just had like a really rough game the night before he was like you sure you want to go and she was like yeah like i need to keep working mm -hmm. and you know that mentality i was like wow like that's a dog in you you know like yeah. um to get better and eventually it caught on with other players and then some of them were showing up for extra yeah. reps and i was like okay let's let's work out and and go from there yeah remember tati mm -hmm. uh so you know about tati she she's a uh, uh, our outside logan yeah. of course she went d1 so you know she was our best player like legitly carried the team probably from sophomore well, I guess freshman year too, but mostly she was really dominant sophomore year to senior year. Took our team to state, right? You know, she was really good, well-rounded, could do everything. She could set, mm, yeah. dig. She's probably really a libero, but five, six outside, 30-inch 30, 30 vertical. Like, I tell people this. In the summer, like for our Logan summer camp stuff and our summer trainings, she would go five hours a day, wow. or if not more. Because I remember, remember we do the morning. So we'd have the morning session, right? And the, the morning girl session we used to go like three hours right and then she'd take a little break and then she would hop in with the boys camp for another two hours and then i heard like because she would tell me so at, at night she would go to some open gyms like adult open gyms i think wow. she would some local one she'd go just to you know get more play rips. just yeah, play exactly i remember i was telling those like hey just make sure you don't get hurt you yeah. know yeah. sometimes <laughs> those random open gyms it, it could be dangerous if mm -hmm. like you know I think maybe she was just digging or something, but I don't know. And she didn't get hurt. Yeah. Never got hurt. Um, she did do I the ice bath. She did ice. She did. She listened to us. She stretched. She um, did the leg compression machine and stuff like that. And I just remember, like, man, I haven't even met a kid like that mm -hmm. yeah. yet. That just nonstop, like. There's a healthy and safe way to get to, to just keep on playing. Mm -hmm. You just have to take your recovery the right way. You have to be yeah. eating the right way. You have to ice, you know. It's just funny to me that the ones who become the best are the ones who have all the talent, the skill, and then the work and ethic. Work. But there's also, I've seen a lot of athletes who don't necessarily have the skill yeah. or the um, height or talent, yeah. mm -hmm. but they have the, the work, work ethic. ethic you know um but like i said if you combine the both if you do have this skill yeah. and talent or like say you're a natural and then you add the work ethic and yeah. stuff my god that's how you become different than yeah. everybody and else. i yeah. love hearing about players who are always like getting extra reps and always trying to play because being a coach you'll you'll never hear a coach like say no you don't need extra reps <laughs> like, they're not gonna be like no nah, just go home go get rep like mm -hmm. no nah, like always always ask a coach like hey can i do this like i tell all my teams i'm like hey after practice if you want to do something i'm here like for the most part i'm usually available and i'll s try to squeeze in like 10 30 30 minutes you know getting extra reps with girls after practices and i think it just helps and i want more players to think like that that's where you get better it's the things after practice because you have to always apply the feedback that you're hearing but when you're one-on-one -on -one with the coach maybe after practice for like reps you're going to get more feedback for you to apply in your practices so 
that's the really main thing like get extra reps but also like the quality of the reps are important having a coach be there with you is going to be even better than like going off on your own and maybe getting poor quality reps Mm -hmm. you know like you talk about like those bad open gyms sometimes where you know maybe they don't all know the rules of volleyball or they don't know how to play or it's all very sloppy those reps probably aren't helping out so much but it helps you see like where you're going like you talk about the difference from like cyo and middle school ball to club it's like night and day right Mm -hmm. and i've i've seen it at all levels and then you can go to like a really good high school game and be like oh this is really really good or it's the other side where they're like not very talented they're just a sport to be a sport you know kind of a thing you know there's probably two things in volleyball that i feel like you could you know you could actually overwork and that you have to keep track of and manage Mm -hmm. it's only jumping and arm swing just like pitch count in baseball yeah. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i tell when, when hitters tell me like they you know uh they want to take a break or like you know let's say like oh i just you know i'm outside say i just played a lot of our middle i'm like then instead of skipping that practice maybe on that rest day you work on your passing yes because you cannot overpass you can't i don't think you could overpass no. i don't think you could overset like it's just like shooting a ball. I don't think mm-hmm. they ever said, "Oh, you shoot too much, Steph. Stop shooting quite. Yeah. Yeah. You shoot too many balls, right?" right? Yeah. But probably dunk. You, you can't dunk yeah, a thousand times. No way. But you can shoot a thousand balls. You know, mm-hmm. like that's why, like, like I said, some of I've had players in the past where, like, on their off days, instead of taking that break, they just took a break on the things that needed a break. Like if they were a six rotation outside and played every game, every set, and we went to the championship for a ter- high school tournament. She didn't skip practice. Like, Tati would not skip practice the next day. I just probably wouldn't make her hit that much yeah. the next day. She just probably wouldn't hit. She just, she'd be a setter that day. Mm-hmm. Or she'd be a passer that day. And that's it. Get some passing reps. And then, thing. It's always uh, something to work on. You know what I mean? Um, we're not saying that, oh, overwork your hitting arm and stuff. Just be smart about it. Like, yeah. you know, but really think about, like, yeah. How many swings did I take? I, I'm a middle, only get set about ten times a game, maybe if I'm lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, let's say if I if I only swung at a certain amount of these, yeah. Times that by six, seven games, I didn't hit that much. You know, like if you're taking a hundred swings a game in high school, that's yeah. different. You know, yeah. which like Tati did, she took a hundred plus swings a game, because yeah. of the makeup of our team at that time. But like once we start getting Mafa, we yeah. start running the middle more, and our team became more. Um, more spread out, more balanced, then, you know, her usage went, went, down, went down a little bit. probably more efficient. Yeah, more efficiency, and we could save her more, save her for the, the you know, the playoffs or mm-hmm. save her for the bracket or something, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's a smart way around it, you know. That's why you do want, like, a well-rounded team and, like, other girls who could step in and take off some of the workload because, speci- you know, specifically for hitting, and jumping, that's where, like, you get tired. You yeah. Know? And also, I mean, there's ways around working on hitting without, like, using your shoulder, without jumping. Yep. Like, a big part of hitting that a lot of people don't really, like, put time into working on is, like, the snap of it. Like, how you snap your wrist, how you get your fingers on the ball. That stuff is super important. And that's something I know I put a lot of time in working on how to snap and seeing where the ball goes. And it's, like, reps like that are things where after a long tournament, my coach would tell me, hey, take it easy at practice. Don't blow your shoulder out. Just work on, like, how you're placing the ball with your wrist or how you're placing the ball with your hand. 
and that's how I would go through practice. And mm -hmm. you know, that's one way to avoid the overusage of your shoulder because that's something you know me and Tot I I can relate to Tati a lot. You know, taking all those swings. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's exactly the kind of offense my high school was running and things like that. So, like, there's ways around it. But, yeah, overworking is, like, I'm not going to say a myth, but, like, you can do it smartly. You know, if yeah, you can work a, at it a in, a, in a way to give you the quality reps that you need, but also saving your body, that's the most important thing. Because the key thing that, I mean, we already brought up on this is, like, staying healthy throughout a tournament, staying mm -hmm. healthy throughout a season is way more important than you like oh i'm just gonna jump like a thousand times a day yeah you know, you know the uh, the team usa so mm. this past summer was it summer oh no it might have been during the logan season this past yeah, fall yeah. i went to la for one day with oliver mm -hmm. to watch the usa team it was supposed to be their practice but they ended up scrimmaging turkey last oh. minute oh, so we ended up wow. watching a scrimmage <laughs> so against the national the turkey national mm -hmm. team in usa so they split two teams Two, two. Uh, they split the Turkey team. They split the USA team, on two courts, and mm -hmm. they were just playing, just going at it, just scrimmaging and stuff. They'd have little water breaks, whatever. I mean, Oliver just like watching, shagging, helping, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And um, we were well. They were warming up. Like we saw these sports bras that were being laid out, and some of the girls were already wearing it. Had a little square chip, a little square on the back, right? And me and Oliver. So we were talking to one of the team usa probably like technical guys or stat guys or something and we asked them like oh what is this you know and then um it's that it's catapult it's the same brand that curry uses and we asked them like what is this you know and basically it tracks everything so it tracks he said that data they could see how hard that player worked that day like wow. it, it gets so deep to how much like energy they exerted they can tell if they actually tried today yeah. in practice because it will show and it tracks the jumps everything like uh, it tracks all of the data and then so the girls wear it on it's like a special sports yeah. spots built into it they wear it under their jerseys and stuff and then if you see some practice photos of steph at the warriors training facility he has it on it's like a little black like little oh. tank that was like a sports bra and stuff yeah. but mm -hmm. <laughs> it says catapult on it and that's what it is it's tracking the data and i remember a couple years ago at logan um with tati i think i was testing it out at the time with her because of her usage we yeah. like i was actually starting to track her jumps and then at a certain point in the season i would stop her mm -hmm. at a certain amount of jumps in practice because yeah. i think at the time i was reading something there was like data that said like after you hit like past 70 or 100 swings or whatever yeah that's where like that's enough you know and then so it's like Kony was saying it's that strategy of quality or the quantity of yeah. your reps at a certain point, you know, because I just want her to take these X amount of swings to get the reps. That's quality swings. Yeah. No more BS swings that mm -hmm. are just useless or like you're not getting better from, you know what yeah. I mean? And then, yeah, sometimes we would end her practice a little early to start ice bath, you know, doing ice bath. But like I said, she never missed practice. She never stopped practicing. Yeah. One time I remember she told me this, like her mom was like, I think, was trying to tell her, I think she was like her she was gonna miss practice because of something it might have been a family thing or her mom something with her mom and she told her mom like no because I, I, at Logan we have this rule where like if you miss the, the practice before a game you can't start Yeah. and she and I'm telling you Tati she's already league MVP she's already one of the top players in NCS 
she's all state all east bay right and wow. even this player was afraid of that rule and she told her mom like i can't miss practice or else i can't play tomorrow i can't start tomorrow mm -hmm. and then she would argue with her mom and she never missed practice like because wow. we see players today it's you know once they some players unfortunately when they become the best or they're the best on their team yeah. they take advantage of that they think they're better than other players they think they could get special treatment yeah they think they don't need a practice whatever and like that's just the wrong mindset and it that's is. not where it's gonna go like it's not where our, our sport should go yeah. um but i just remember these stories of Tazi because like like i said yeah. I, I haven't had an athlete like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know like. i think sometimes too like athletes don't realize that even though they don't get the reps they can always do some sort of active recovery something productive you know, in practice because i even through injuries with some of the logan girls like they they would try and sit out and i'm like no like we got to go <clears throat> i think when kaylin had her ankle thing you know george was giving us make sure she does this or that um or we would also do like just mobility exercises to help with yeah. the uh duration of the season sometimes uh, when we first introduced that with this past team i'm pretty sure some of them like why are we doing this and yeah. then we're like well we want to play into november you know yeah. postseason and stuff and if we don't do this like you you, you get injured or yeah. overuse and stuff so i think athletes have to realize like if if they want to have like a long career they need to do the extra stuff too. Like to build no those days habits. off, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. in college, you get into college and you don't know how to rehab mm -hmm. and oh. take it seriously. Yeah. Well, well you're not going to survive it. Yeah. College most either. college programs do a really good job of making athletes because there's something like, I think our coach would take attendance uh, for our team in college, like who was going to the training room, mm -hmm. like, and you know we had practices every day, so she was like, you guys better be in there every day because if we're practicing every day, you should be in the training room every day. Right, working on if you're injured, you know, getting rehab. If you're, um, you know, we were learning how to like stretch out and things like that and properly recover after a practice. So, and this was even like a small Division two school that were taking in all this knowledge and information on how to recover. So, I imagine lots of other college programs have a good, good grasp of like getting their athletes right, but it definitely helps the earlier you start. Mm -hmm. Like, once I got to college, I was like, dang, I wish I was doing all this in high school because I was like remembering I was complaining about knee pain. I was complaining about shoulder pain. Was not icing at all in high school, you know? And so who knows how much further along you could go or how many injuries you could have avoided, you know, if you had been properly recovering. And that's why I think it's so, so great to hear what you guys are doing at Logan, emphasizing on that fact for the longevity of careers and things like that. Yeah, weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. weightlifting we is so about key. That before, but yeah, I got my 13s weightlifting now, you know? Yeah. And it's it's really showing, right? Like this last past tournament, we look so strong. We're looking like a real physical team. Um, I was talking to one of my players that I coached at Dominican. She coaches at Absolute, and she was just like, your team is like small, but they're like mighty. Like they're, <laughs> they're really out there. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's all the work we're – Putting in here, you know, maybe all the girls hate it, but it's getting noticed by a lot of a lot of outside parents, you know, everybody. I mean, so many compliments on our team, you know, this past weekend. So it's mm -hmm. really proud of them. But it's all the work they're putting in, you know, and I'm making them put in. So, you know, good yeah. job. <laughs> I think I like that you're doing that because, yeah. you know, I think even Moffat talked about how much just getting into the habit and falling in love with 
that process. So hopefully, yeah. you know, the girls might hate it right now, yes. but then as they see the results, because I think that's the thing, like sometimes kids are like, well, why is it benefiting me? I don't see it actually mm -hmm. producing anything. And But once they do, it's like they get addicted to that like yeah. success and they're like, okay, let me put in more work or at least mm -hmm. that's the goal for, for coaches, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, it's really nice to to see that. Yeah, you know, one thing that, you know, you know, confuses me is I feel like, you know, the players now and the players we had a couple years ago, you know, I feel like today they're more hard-headed. They don't believe us, the coaches, as much. But then it's weird because, you know, our players before, when we first introduced these things, didn't question it. Not not one bit. You know, and, and now the new kids are the ones questioning it. And they're actually the ones that need it more. Like they're yes. the ones that need to jump higher. They're the ones that need to be stronger, and they're the ones getting more injured. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like, I feel like today, you know, if you're an athlete and you just gotta buy into what your your coach is doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, assuming and hoping your coach knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like you have to buy in. The whole team does, and just trust what they're what they're doing. You know, and if you have questions or you're doubting something then communicate you know yeah. and and maybe because maybe you, if you don't know why we're doing it then ask yeah because we're not going to not explain to you why yeah. weightlifting is important please do, yeah. but don't blame us if you don't know and you don't ask why yeah. we're doing it and the hard-headedness i think it comes a little bit from like how much access they have to like other like coaching you know quote unquote you know like with tiktok and you know i'm a big fan of like youtube shorts where i'll find myself watching tons of volleyball clips just in that like 30 second clips and just like seeing it and then being like well my coach doesn't tell me to do that but mm -hmm. and then they see it and they're like that looks really cool yeah you yeah. know and then thinking that they know how to do that without like training it you know so it's like yes some coaches don't know everything but trust them until they like show you that they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> yeah because right? i mean there are a lot like, of coaches trust them because i'm definitely know. a coach where you know i make fun uh, have fun with the girls where I'm like I will never make you do anything that I can't do right so well, you wouldn't do your yeah that I wouldn't do myself and so we do this thing at the end of our practices sometimes we're all like uh, have our spikomatic machine and we're just like trying to touch the blue part the thing that holds the ball just to like get them jumping high and I was like showing them uh, I think the highest girl on our team is touching like eight five eight six mm -hmm. but and then I'm telling them hey in college when I'm recruiting girls I don't even like talk to them unless they're touching 10. And then so I show them on the spikeomatic what that 10 feet looks like. And they're like, they have to touch that? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, well, can you show us how it's done? And I'm like, of course I'll show you because this is the level that you have to build up to. And you know, it's something where they're like, well, yeah, we have to see you do it. So then we know that it's like doable, right? And that's something really important. And that's something that I implement in my coaching style is like, I will show you how to do something, right? Like, I will show my players how to dive. I will show my players how to roll. I'll show my players how to block just so they can see this is what it's supposed to look like. This is how you implement it. And, you know, me being a successful player, hopefully they can tie in when he looks like this. And if I look like that, then I can also maybe achieve the same things that he has, you know. Yeah, a lot of players today, I feel like um, they don't know their limit. They don't know what they what their potential is they don't know what they can really do that's why 
when something challenging comes up or something that seems like you can't do it or it seems tough, they're like, I can't do that. That's too high. Or like, because yeah. you know how sometimes they, we're telling them to do something and they look at us type of way or they're like, what? Yeah. I'm like, we've been coaching so long, I know you can do it. It's like, <laughs> how yeah. do you know you can't do it if you never tried yeah. to do it, you know? And um, it's kind of true in the sense like, it's really up to like your imagination. Like, like they're limiting themselves. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to try or they don't think they could even do it without even trying to do it, you know, you don't just start jumping high. You have to kind of believe and start envisioning yourself jumping high. Yeah. Like you got to envision yourself dunking before you could dunk for some guys, you know what I mean? Like you can't just, it kind of goes back to that whole dreaming small. Like you got to dream big. Like if you don't really envision yourself, like I know before I used to tell my old teams like you have to envision yourself doing well yeah might have said this this year too at logan i'm not sure but you have to envision yourself doing well before you do well yeah you know you have to envision yourself getting that dig yeah in the championship game you have to envision yourself getting the game winning kill before you get the game winning kill yeah. like why do you think the people that hit those game winning shots in basketball they, they practice those they shots do. they yeah. envision themselves with doing those shots so yeah. when the moment comes you know that's why like yeah you know, so I think, especially if you're nervous, I would like just be po- like positive mindset would be yeah. like envisioning yourself doing well. Yeah, mm-hmm. envisioning's a great word. I use visualizing because oh, yeah, this yeah. is something when I got into college that got really big. You know, visualizing. Uh, when I was talking with the sports psychologist and things like that, like visualizing yourself doing something great. builds confidence like I think that's where players confidence comes from is when you can like close your eyes and imagine yourself doing something amazing because you know we're all capable of doing really amazing things you just have to see yourself do it and then be able to act on it you know be able to put it into play so visualization is something that I think every college athlete learns how to do you know across every program so the earlier you can start getting into it like I make my uh, 13s team watch like highlights of college players and i'm like imagine yourself doing it like try mm-hmm. to picture yourself doing what they're doing and then come to practice and let's see if we can do it because i know i'm going to be able to teach you if you want to learn how to dive like a college libero i'll teach you how to do it and then you'll be able to start doing it already and that's visualizing such a huge part of the game especially in the game of volleyball because you have to be playing ahead of the people you have to be seeing what's going to happen before it happens you know and that's like a big thing in basketball too you know some of the greatest passers you'll ever like talk to or interview they talk about seeing the play develop before the play happens you know great passers like Draymond LeBron James things like that like Mm -hmm. they visualize what's going to happen before it happens and then they throw the pass and then it happens right and you don't get to do that without that first visualizing or envisioning kind of deal you know that we're talking about and it's such a big thing in sports you know be able to see yourself do it believe you can do it and then go do it that's that's how you yeah i feel like um if they keep envisioning like let's say like a um you know like a setter they go to a stanford game and they see the stanford setter like oh my god right but actually almost everything that setter is doing you can also do yes (laughs) if you practice this you work on this xyz put in the work like she did you could do that. Okay, maybe you, you need, yeah, maybe you do need to be, you know, six something to throw down a dump. Yeah. But, like, everything else you could basically do. Tempo set, you can do that. It doesn't yeah. matter how, how big you are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, play defense, bump setting, setting a tight ball. You could do all that if you put in 
the work and you envision yourself you, like you think about how to do how do you do it how does it look like mm-hmm. and then can you envision yourself doing that and you work towards doing that you know what yeah. I mean? like because that could that could go a long way like like just it coincides envisioning a lot yeah. of it's mental most of all is mental you know yeah um but yeah i think uh and that was a good conversation i think we'll wrap up this first yeah episode of our coaches talk where we just you know talk about anything that comes to our mind or anything yeah. that yeah. has happened recently um yeah anything else you guys want to say to wrap up no i enjoy it. i i like this it's very free very loose yeah mm-hmm. i enjoyed it so hopefully hopefully we'll do this the next one like you know we'll try to get more coaches i think yeah. we've got more mics and hopefully we could do like a round table one day that'd be cool oh, with a round like table would be <laughs> so fun because that's this is something that we do already you know yeah. all gathering around in the conference room and talking about like it'd just be great to you know give everybody else some insight into what we're really talking about you know yeah i well, think it's all really good stuff yeah the stuff we talked about today i feel like it's something we would talk about even if these mics are off and we're yeah. just chilling together we would exactly some of this stuff would come up because we always talk about volleyball or mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. teams or a topic comes up and we just you know, touch base on it yeah, yeah. we bring yeah. up an old story or something you know yeah i ha- had a great time on the show again you know yeah we'll be back more. We'll be back, so make sure to a um, to a subscribe and rate the podcast, and make sure to follow our new Instagram. Um, it's beyond the court dot pod, right? Yep. On Instagram. Yeah, so. and I think on Spotify, I think we are able to take like sponsors also oh, and yeah. like listener donations. So if you feel inclined to support the podcast in that way, you know, eventually we're hoping to add more lines of um income in a sense mm-hmm. for the program though like you know yeah our plan is um and we, you know this will we'll roll this announcement out later but we're working on starting a, a um a, like a non-profit foundation um for like low-income families and kids and not just for volleyball but like other things too yeah oh, that's so like great. That's yeah amazing. we're working on that soon and Actually, hopefully, we're working on getting this podcast to a certain point where it could fund, help fund that nonprofit foundation because it's aimed towards like helping people that want to play mm-hmm. any sport that are low income. Yeah. Also, just like um, we'll we'll run a lot of our like Christmas and Thanksgiving giving back to the community, giving, yeah, community stuff so. through there. So, working on that, that's in the works. So, yeah, make sure to support us in the podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Great, thank you.